P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Who would have thought, like a film from 2004, and we're almost done with like Act 2 of Phil Seymour Hoffman's career, that would be hard to even illegally find a piece of his work. Legally, how I like to find it illegally, how you like to watch your movies. No, but <laughs> nonetheless... We even tried that way, you know, even uh, maybe get a yeah, virus. So if, if you're listening today expecting Strangers with Candy, apologies, that is not the film we're about to talk about today. No, we are covering our only episode that we're doing of a TV work of Phillips. Yeah, but it, it's a film, it's a miniseries, so yes. it's, not, it's nothing that I think is outside the bounds. But if you want to consider it something special, go for it. Well, it's not TV, it's HBO. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Puppy. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy. That's a cave thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to this week's edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Zimmer Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. And, as you mentioned, this isn't actually a movie movie, but it kind of is. I don't know. It's a bit ambiguous. It's a big ambiguous. What did it end up being in three three and a half hours-ish, right? So? Uh, Yeah, the first one was like two hours. The second one was like an hour and a half. So, So. around three and a half, yeah. Yeah, so, well, and it's uh, Empire Falls. Empire Falls, uh, an adaptation of a Richard Russo book. Yes. And we have done a Richard Russo uh, film before. And because we've also done a Richard Russo uh, film before that had Paul Newman in it, and this has Paul Newman in it. And, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And, yes, and <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, of course. But we have back Jenny O'Connell. Jenny. Hey. Yeah, Jenny, welcome back. Jenny, <laughs> actor, you. model. And some dogs. Dog walker, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we are surrounded by puppies because Almost that on my is... Right now. <laughs> I believe that was in your rider. Yeah. You oh, yeah, absolutely. Surrounding you. <laughs> yeah, at, at all times. <laughs> so how have you been, Jenny? I've been doing all right. Just really leaning into some cool art projects, trying to get those um, off the ground and diving into them. So I've been doing you know some fun photo shoots i'm just getting the pictures back from horror recreations that i did Ooh, with um tis the season yeah so yes, i got to recreate the carry blood that was fun in halloween and like um possession which is a crazy film so i got to be in the subway with that and i saw the dude who played count i got jammed so i don't know if you watch parks and rec but i saw counselor jim you, oh. you saw uh, what's his name, uh, John Glazer. <laughs> yeah, from one of my favorite yeah, shows. and John it was Glazer great because I was, um, I had this like weird mixture of like toothpaste in my mouth to get like the, <laughs> the vomit because like it's um, Isabella Ajani uh, covered in like, like sweat and vomit, just like screaming and wow. running around a, a subway and then throwing up everything, and so I was doing that. And, and John Glazer was there. He was, yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like you, Park Slope, which 
you know, of course. <laughs> he's <laughs> great in Parks and Recreation, but if, if you haven't seen his, like, true TV show, if it's still even on the air, John Glazer Loves Gear. Oh, I haven't seen that. I love that show. It's just about him loving gear. But yeah, yeah. I'm also, um, I'm doing a play, Empty awesome. Spaces. I get to be a, a crazy sister, like, get my girl interrupted on. So my character <laughs> awesome. isn't crazy sister. She's, she's bipolar and is the crazy sister of gotcha. the main. Of the play. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Which is all about artists in Brooklyn and anarchy and feminism. So There's artists in Brooklyn? I know, right? <laughs> so again... Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Busy schedule, and you took the time to come on the podcast and and watch this long amount of uh, of uh, a TV miniseries. Yeah. Like Empire Falls. Empire yeah. Falls. And you Empire mentioned Empire Falls. It's not TV. It's HBO. So this yes. was an HBO <laughs> miniseries. Did you heard of this director or know mm. anything about him? Mm, nope. No. <laughs> no. I'm assuming that this director is a a sentient can of Folgers coffee. Because <laughs> I mean, that's fair. My short synopsis, sorry to ruin your synopsis, which is actually more professional, but, <laughs> you know, for the people who just want to, you know, know real quick, it's like if a, like, Folgers can directed a movie. It's like, <laughs> that's exactly what this experience was like so, for so me. I, I, I don't know him, but, like, you know, I clicked on his IMDb. He did direct, like, one of, like, I, definitely one of the most popular, I think, comedies of all time, Roxanne, starring Steve Martin. Oh. So, really? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, I don't want to be a dick and assume that coffee can't have a sense of humor. <laughs> no, you know, he, sentient he, I mean, coffee. He's actually, he's actually Australian, which he's I, Australian. I, I pegged oh. this guy as, like, an all-American, you know, Same. wholesome guy. His name is Fred... Shrepsy. Yeah, I want to call him Shwep Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shweps. Yeah. Shweps Pepsi. Fred Shrepsy. I am terrible at reading. S C H E P I S I. If any of you yeah. all fans out Shepisi. there, Shwepsy. 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 I'm just gonna go with Shwepsy. Please correct us. Shwepsy. We know we're yeah. butchering this nice man's last name. Watch yeah. it. We're gonna end up having a special episode with, uh, <laughs> like we did with Amos Poe. With Fred Schwepp Pepsi, and I'm going to have to apologize to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Empire Falls, as we mentioned, it's a Richard Russo uh, novel. Yes, mm-hmm. and so he also like adapted it for you know, like the screenplay, right? Yeah, he wrote the screenplay, and Nobody's Fool was the other episode yep. you were on. Much older, well, not much older, but definitely a cruddier-looking Paul Newman here in terms of crusty. Well, well, he's still beautiful, right man. He's still beautiful. I mean, beautiful I, I wrote that he was, in my notes, I was like, oh, Paul Newman is sexy hobo mechanic Jesus. <laughs> that's fair. That's a pretty that's a pretty sound description right I would there. say so. So, this being a two-parter, you wrote one synopsis, though, right? Yes. Yeah, just like a trying to, I mean, it's just a sprawling, I'll get into my gripes with this. But, uh, so my synopsis is read as, set in a depressed mill town in Maine, Empire Falls follows the lives of many of the town's original families, but most notably the Robies and the Whitings, and the drama woven through their history. I like that, I like that. And and Jenny, Mm -hmm. being a fancy New England lady like you are, that's another reason we decided to bring you on this podcast. Ooh, I'm a fancy New England lady. (laughs) I had no idea this took place in Maine. (laughs) 
Yeah. No idea that this I, took place in Maine. No, no, no. After watching it, of course, or seeing it. I mean, the opening is just like. Well, yes. I'm, yeah. But before she, we had her oh, I, I brought in before that, I thought because I read that most of his work took place in upstate New York, like no Empire cool. State, Empire Falls. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I, ju- I no, just I, naturally yeah. thought that. Yeah. But no, we get a nice uh, Poland Spring, I guess, Maine <laughs> town. Mm. Yeah. Um, Let's, uh, I guess let's go over the cast, because... Yeah, that cast was lit. Well, just, just to clarify first, none of us had seen this before, correct? No. no. I went into this totally blind, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, y- you mentioned Folgers. This, not to make more coffee puns, but this cast is chock full of nuts, isn't it? Wah, wah. Wah, wah. No. <laughs> but seriously, huge <laughs> cast, right? I mean, yeah, big, yeah. big cast. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, uh... I mean, yeah, it's for a two-part miniseries. HBO and knows HBO. how to get people. They yeah. do. That that casting director, um, Avi Kaufman, really knows what they're doing. Like, well I'd say done. so. I I really hope that's the casting director. Because honestly, <laughs> I mean, I believed like, you. I don't know. Maybe I'm just name dropping. No, I think it was. I think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we have our star is. Ed Harris. Yes, Ed Harris. Uh, it's just weird, you know. Like I have, I wrote it down in like the order on IMDb, but it, it's just very weird. I'm just gonna say from the get-go, the like the, like the title sequence and like the casting like order credits. So we get it goes in alphabetical order. That's what you know some movies or some shows mm-hmm. uh, do. So Philip Seymour Hoffman was like the third guy having a last name starting with you know an H. But he was also, there's, you know, always different tiers. Yeah. And he was in the first tier, and he's not in this movie in either part one or part two. No, disappointingly, not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good, and he actually was nominated for a Golden Globe? No, 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 Emmy. 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 There's a bunch of Emmys and Golden Globe nominations. Yeah, this was a pretty nominated thing at the time. Um, Just to piggyback on what you're saying about Hoffman, I actually read an interview with him about this film, and he said... Like and this is where maybe his third billing makes sense. Mm-hmm. He said that there is no character in this who's more intertwined with the present lives of. I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Sure. The present lives of the characters in this than him. You know, he's affected almost yeah, everybody's he, lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I see. I see. Like he's like at the you know. Yeah. yeah he's like a keystone character, especially yeah. when he we re- he reveals who he actually is and such. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, to get back to the cast. I mean, our, our definitely our uh, main actors are Ed Harris. He plays uh, Miles Roby. Then we've got his... Uh, well, they're not officially divorced, right? But then mm-hmm. she gets married right away. So it's Helen Hunt who yeah. plays his... Let's just call her his yeah. ex-wife. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Dennis Farina playing Walt, who is uh, Helen Hunt's fiancé. Fiancé, I think that's fair mm. to call him. The Silver yeah. Fox. And oh, then... I love a silver fox jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm trying to... Where, where I, wrote, I wrote her down. Where's the where's the daughter? Grace, right? No, that's that's uh, Robin Wright's character. Yeah, I... Full disclosure, I did not bother to really learn the characters' names. I just referred <laughs> to them by their actor names and by sassy nicknames. So that was Sky High, because <laughs> yeah, she's, yes. she's just perpetually cast as, like... The weird, smart, wholesome, pretty girl yeah, Daniel, who doesn't yeah. know Daniel how beautiful she is, but is all, is like yeah. you know you're like oh okay you're just gonna wear like striped sweaters she's and been like... steadily employed by the CW on the Flash in recent yeah. years yeah oh, no she, yeah. she works well she does work well and she's good yeah no she's good like no yeah. no Tino shade so I you, like her you have Robin Wright I think uh, it was Robin Wright yes which at the time. plays 
It's she's in Jenny. the flashbacks. Not yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad A. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Oh, I will not get. I love Forrest Gump, but I will forever say Jenny is a horrible person. Well, I I would agree with that. As, <laughs> yeah. Just but monster. yeah, so she's in. She's in these flashback sequences and shares most of her time with a young actor playing playing a young Ed Harris, and then our main man Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, Aiden Quinn. Aiden Quinn, by oh, far, yeah. hands down favorite person and does the best really, job in this really? I, I, I don't think I agree with that at all so yeah. love him. Definitely yeah. Yeah. he's okay let's we're gonna have I think he kind of has nothing there we've got Dennis Farina with his Chicago we got Ed Harris I don't know where he's from but he's very oh, oh the accent you said oh no I'm just saying but uh, oh. that, that, that's the beginning of my stuff but like, he I don't he, know the main he actually he find, oh, he find, well, like a bit of a New England he gave like a little bit of like a New England like fair I don't see, think he did a bad job my problem with the accents generally across the board with the exception of like I think that Philip Seymour Hoffman Ed Harris and Robin Wright Penn were okay but like A the script is just written to be like every line felt like it was meant to be like said like drive or pack your cat have a yad you wicked piss a home wrecker like every single line where i'm like god damn it i feel like helen hunt had that accent she did oh she was oh, yeah. so guilty of that least favorite actor so guilty of, of that but like no, that of this, of, do it like i mean out of the main cast gotcha their work done yeah yeah but i i definitely felt like aiden quinn just led Wait, everyone was into that ah sound, and I'm like, guys, Boston people are mass holes, but we all don't talk well, like that. It's you weird because fucking... it, it, it seems like a town, right, where nobody Yeah, nobody and it's leaves. also in Maine. It's, it's in, in Maine. Maine. And yet everyone has a different accent. So everyone, yeah. like, well, and it's like it all of these like weird semi-Boston to like full Boston where I'm like, no, just shush. Except for... um. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman was just kind of like his like posh thing, and then yeah, he totally yeah. pulls Freddie Miles from town. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, where I was just like, oh okay, cool, you posh. Mm, clams, like, clams Casino. <laughs> you know, Robin Wright Penn. You know, she just she was good. I had no complaints. I was like, all yeah, right. I thought she was good. So you had yeah. Joanne Woodward, Hollywood legend. Yes. Um, William Fitchner. Yeah. I remember he's... him from Armageddon. Armageddon, uh, Heat, and then kind of an homage Heat, yeah. to his role even in Heat in the dark, mm. in the beginning of the Dark Knight. Yeah, he's. I thought he did good in this. Um, yeah, he he, he seemed like one of those towny douches. Yeah, yeah. No, as far as like towny douche, like asshole cop, like that kind of thing. But like, sh- he showed a little bit of vulnerability under that. Yeah, which yeah. Was, which was nice. Yeah. No, he's he's a, he's a really fun like character actor. We have Estelle no, Parsons who plays, uh, I guess his ex-mother-in-law and yeah, has ex- yeah but like they're cool she's like she, I like her with voice her, yeah yeah she has a cool voice I mean I do think it was interesting that she was just the plant in that entire movie to just be like settling's great just settle <laughs> for what you got and I'm like wow okay <laughs> like you have Teresa Russell who plays that bartender I don't remember her. Oh, Charlene uh, no, she's not a bartender. She's like a waitress, waitress. at Ed Harris, yeah, yeah. Harris's place, and she kind of gets together with your boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, My mom met Aiden Quinn. She took care of his son at the hospital. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Why isn't he on our podcast then? He should have been on this episode. I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where's this time, a long time ago. Gotcha. Well, we got to pull that favor out. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> no offense. Wait, yeah. but what if could... I told you I was... Aiden Quinn. Then I'd be and even more impressed. Really exactly. And then that's why he's a great actor. <laughs> no, I never said he wasn't a great actor. He's actually he's a good actor. Just, yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorite films of all time, Legends of the Fall. Yeah. Mm. No, Legends of the Fall. But he. No, it's a soft spot, man. 
when when you said he was like the number one in this film, I was like, wow, because I didn't think his character was big enough. Yeah, no. I, I just think he personally did the best job, besides like Paul Newman and I guess Phil. I don't know, Phil Sirhan's good. But he's uh, good. So Kate Burton was the the cripple, for lack of better. They refer to her as that. Oh yes. yeah, I refer to writing. her as um, not Nadine from Twin Peaks, like. You know, oh I'm, yeah, that's funny. My my other overall synopsis of this miniseries is boring Twin Peaks. It's like if you just had Twin Peaks yeah, without, without any, the like, sci-fi weird. That's fair. Yeah, so, yeah. She plays so she she's jo- Joanne Woodward's like daughter. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's not that many other recognizable names. Josh Lucas is the young Paul Newman's character. For like a hot second. Yeah, for a second. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey turned down that role. Yeah, I read ah. that too. So I, I, I always like seeing, so I guess Ed Harris is now re-teamed with uh, HBO for Westworld. Mm. That would have, Matthew McConaughey would have been from, you know, then to True Detective he was on that. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but not, but everyone HBO else, family. this was a random, like, uh, I really didn't see anybody else. The other, like, he's not a big character in it, but uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, I really like him. He's always oh, in yeah. uh, a lot of the uh, Frank Darabont, like. Yeah, movies. I recognize mm. his face and voice. Yeah, I don't really get his character in this. He's got like a bump on his head, and he just always. He's beats, a reporter. Uh, yeah. he just it's always, more just like a town. Person, yeah, you know? and he just always beats Dennis Farina <laughs> in Jin. Uh, I think. So this obviously compares to right. Uh, why am I keep? Why do I keep forgetting this? Nobody's movie? fool. Nobody's fool. Yes, mm-hmm. but it also has that small town vibe of stay in Maine. You know, where did where, that took place in New Hampshire, right? I know they went from, from New Hampshire to like Vermont. New Hampshire to Vermont. <laughs> so one or the other. Just, yeah, New one England. One or the other. New England. Yeah. You Small know what? You're New different England. states, but then you call yourself like a region. What is this? I don't get it. <laughs> you, you pulled out <laughs> like an grape. accent of a different person right there. When yeah. You did well, that I'm stick. like in Brooklyn right now, <laughs> and I'm getting fucking fed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in Brooklyn with a pug. So yeah. come yeah. at me, bro. You're chilling with a pug. Pug yeah. life. Again, in, in your rider for just the puppies surrounding us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just dive right in this one. We're definitely mm-hmm. going to go with the, the Hoffman characters. But mm-hmm. basically, it's, this is Ed Harris's film or miniseries, if you mm-hmm. will. He, Which he does do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. I mean, he's, he's American Viggo Mortensen. That's a compliment. <laughs> What's Viggo Mortensen? Like Danish or something? Yeah, he's it, Danish. Like, he was, I, don't, I just wasn't sure if he was like... <laughs> Raised in like an area where he's just like, like, like verbally ambiguous. <laughs> like, I mean, if you told me Canadian, I would have also. Like, right. Yeah. Fair, fair. I think he's Danish. I know he's one of. No. The, like, yeah. Yeah. He's. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Vigo. Like at the same time, if he said like Transylvanian American, like, like Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock Lesnar's a lesbian. Uh, He's an infamous lesbian. I don't know. Brock Lesnar could be a lesbian at heart. No, but he Brock Lesnar is American. <laughs> but he seems like he could be. Yeah, he looks he, like he's from like a part of Europe where they like the people in the town only have sex with people of the town. Oh god, now Brock Lesnar. Oh, he's gonna, gonna kick your ass. No, but he's yeah. He has a no, but he has like a farm out in like the Midwest or something. But and it's just like Germans, just you know. Did you know where Ed Harris went to high school? No, I no. did not. Tenafly High School. Wow. So I, wait, is he a Jersey boy? He, yeah. Because I mean, he's got, like, the accent, but I didn't he, When he was young, he, like, he grew up in Burton County. Awesome. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I like him more now. <laughs> uh, my I mean, favorite, I, I didn't like him. My favorite film of his, I guess, where he's the lead, I don't mm-hmm. know what my favorite film was, where he's the lead is uh, probably Pollock, like, the mm. Jackson Pollock. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, pretty good did. film. I mean, he was really, like, the driving point in that film, but Marsha Gay Harden, no relation to John Harden. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Won the Best Supporting Actress for that, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that was a good film. He 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 he's good. He's yeah, really well, good. when we briefly talk, spoke about it the other day, like I I said that I'm usually more of a fan of his work as like a supporting actor. So like, Truman Show, or I mean, not that he's supporting, but like, he's a co-lead in this movie. But like, Enemy Enemy at the Gates. I mean, that's how much I love the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Enemy of the Gates? No, at the Gates. Enemy of the Gates. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's it's just like a big those gates know, yeah. fucking truck. hate him <laughs> monster truck no I mean so I, I, and then uh, what we said that's interesting now that uh, like my favorite role of his I think is uh, with Viggo Mortensen and I actually even while earlier uh, not on the podcast I said Dave Cronenberg is History of Violence History of oh, Violence yeah, yeah. yeah. he's awesome he's that still movie. good in that I think, he, bro- I think yeah. he broke out in The Right Stuff a movie I haven't seen but was popular at the time mm. yes um, is he a mission commander in something else? Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen. Uh, okay, he's got yeah. like the blonde like, I feel, wig. Going yeah, on yeah. Thing. I feel like he's a space guy. He's got a great vest. In that movie. <laughs> that's, NASA that's loves vests. That's what I learned from that movie. So I mean, Ed Harris is good. And you mentioned Helen Hunt. She's of course been with Philip Seymour Hoffman before. Shared some scenes with Philip Seymour Hoffman before. Mm. Yes, Twister. Twister. Yeah, Dusty. Um, anyone else? Well, obviously very, Paul, that Newman. Was Paul Newman. That's a very Boston yeah. way to say Twister, the Twister. Twista. Like, that's how I feel like everyone in this <laughs> yeah. movie would say it, because they're all Watch assholes. out for the Twister. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, uh, Dennis Farina. I, I know we've talked about him before, because I think he was in Law and Order with him, like, in the clip show episode. Which, didn't we discuss Law and Order with you in yeah. Act One? Oh, yeah. yeah ironic. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a circle. It is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis Farina was one of the kind of them funnier characters, comic relief characters. Yeah, the, sure. The, the, yeah. the Silver Fox. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what they were going for, but I just felt dead inside the entire time I was watching this. Because it may be because I, I went in with no expectations. Like, I did not read a synopsis. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, let's see what's up. Going in blind. And the music, like, the, the intro, it's like inspirational stoner because it's soothing background like water desktop imagery and then like it looks like it's gonna be like a wacky comedy like you're gonna be like oh man what's going on with these people like Mm -hmm. haha you know and then the casual folksy narration about how white people are the worst comes in and I'm like okay you know I get it voiceover intro fine whatever but then the narration just kept coming back and I was like is this like, is this Ed f- Harris's inner monologue? Yeah. You know? Like, I it bugged the yeah, fuck out of voice me. Was this? <laughs> Just the author. So let's let's bring it back a little bit. Did you I guess what did you think of the format? Because this isn't a This film. makes me not I'm not a big reader to begin with. This does not help me want to read this. <laughs> <laughs> no, because look, this is this is probably, I'll say, the best format if you want to be true to a novel. Mm. Sure. Like, I mean, yeah. I've always said, like, I, I wasn't, I've seen, I think, each of these movies once, but, like, I even say all the time, like, oh, if Harry Potter book series came out, like, ten years later, I think people would have been like, oh, shit, let's make this, like, a, it would have been, like, a, a however many, seven books, I don't know. But, right. like, seven-year running HBO show. Yeah. Because it's just, like, books, like, and that's, we're living in a golden age of TV right now. Yeah. yeah. So I Richard mean, Russo, he had, you know, he had a heavy hand in this, the author of the books. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know, I didn't read this, but I think he just wanted to do something that was more close to the book, like, close to the vision of the book. And when you put it that way, I mean, I, I understand the way they told it. It's not necessarily a novel I would read, I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Oh, yeah. But, but I, I definitely get the format. I don't know if... Would it have felt more faster if this was condensed into one film? 
Uh, well, what do you guys think? I mean, I of mean, course, honestly, but. I wish I could summon the spirit of Lauren Bacall, like just delve into the black arts so that she could rise up with me to slap Richard Russo in his goddamn wow. face. Wow. Because, you know, this if is you a wanna, great American author here. If you want to read a book, read a goddamn book. If you want to watch a film, watch a goddamn film. Like it's it bugs the fuck out of me when people try to make movies exactly like books because it's a visual medium like the voice or over narration like fuck that shit maybe use it like <laughs> sparingly like in sunset boulevard but like don't yeah, rely on it and it's like just just make a goddamn film son it would have worked so much better if it's ed harris saying all these things at the beginning yeah. Because he's clearly a character that didn't want to stay in this town. Like we right. learned this throughout the film. Like he had, he was in college, but came back because his mom was sick. And there's this really ridiculous relationship between uh, him and then it's what's it, Francine Whiting again. That's uh, Joanne uh, Woodward's uh, character. Mm. And so there's a ridiculous re- relationship between them. I guess I mean she only had the one child, which as Brian said is like this. Like she uh, was hit by a car at a young age and has been a cripple, and I think just as like a being like a powerful, rich, like pretty much owning like all the town as she does, she like wanted to like groom somebody else, yeah, or whatever. But at the same time, loves playing this like cat and mouse game. Oh yeah, right. I mean, she's con- we and ends up controlling almost everyone's life in this town. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. like controls the banks. Like she yeah. like doesn't let people get loans and. Right, right. All that kind of stuff, but so uh, again, it, it would have just made so much more sense. Like, I, I, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, okay." I wasn't expecting this to have like a silly tone, but in the beginning, like right away, I mean, they cover it's like history of the river. So, again, so it's like Empire Falls, and then there's this big river. I don't know if it's called the Empire River. But yeah. It's probably, no, it's probably like a Native American name. But we pretty much it's it goes with saying like okay first it was god like in charge of the river then the indians then the white man then like the industrial like revolution that they like brought there in the mills and now sewage Mm -hmm. like so they give like this comedic and they draw these x's over when people are dead or like even her at the end when Mm. she gets taken by flood right ridiculous but point being like it just would have been i was like oh okay like it's it got me like a little on board and got me a little excited like i was gonna have like an offbeat like it reminded me of, like, Nobody's Fool in a way, which mm. I think now, like, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, but it definitely his work translated better just to, it was weird, a book translated better to, like, a, I don't remember the length, but let's just call it a two-hour movie than this sprawling yeah. miniseries. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Like, between the two, Nobody's Fool is way better. Well, yeah. I, This is a piece of shit. Uh, I don't, oh. Oh, <laughs> See, I don't agree that this is a piece of shit. I think that if I read the book... I probably would be happy with this miniseries. I could see that. This is a Pulitzer Prize winning book. This is considered one of the greatest books in the last... I, would just, I don't know. I've never read it. But <laughs> in the last it, in the I last mean. 50 years. Richard Russo is considered one of the greatest authors in the last 50 years. But coming from it, like you said, coming from it like we don't know anything about this, we're just jumping in, oh, I want to be entertained. That's where like it's kind of like, yeah, you should have done a movie if you right. want to Right. I just, I think that like film as a medium it should be able to stand alone away from the book where you can view them as separate entities but then go back 
and read the book and be like, oh, okay, you know, I like this, I didn't like this, or, you know, vice versa, be like, oh, I read this book, I really liked it, let's see how this film translates. Well, the funny thing about that is this was a book written in 2002, or at least it got its Pulitzer in 2002. Huh. And this is made in 2005. Yeah. So it, it's kind of confusing. Like, did he just write this book, win his award? Like, fuck it, let's make a movie. Right. <laughs> or let's make yeah, a movie. Yeah, just like his agent probably was just like, oh, HBO is really like... Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're talking, like, this is during, like, so they're really cooking with, like, Sopranos at this point. <laughs> right. So you would like to see Gandolfini in this. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, what I'm are you doing? doing? I'm, up yeah. in, I'm up in Maine. Where's the lobsters? Oh, I'm inland. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it had, like, it had moments where I was like, okay, like, I'm, I, I love, like, movies about, like, you know, we grew up in a very, like, so cliche, like, suburban, mm. like, you know, right out, like, outside of New York City. It's like a place where, like, everyone talks to one another. Just, oh, like, yeah. You know, quintessential suburban area. And... So I like this, like, I like this idea of, like, this little town, and you just, and, like, the way, again, we were, like, meeting the people, and there's, we got the ca- Which, again, I think would probably play well in a book. Yeah, I yeah. think it, it's but. one of those things that I feel like it's a way better book, because the movie, I just did not, I did not connect at all. Like, I, I got that intro, but then it just, <laughs> ten minutes in. 10 minutes in I was already all aboard the whiskey and weed train I was like let's grab a drink <laughs> it's, <laughs> let's it, grab some weed it's slow. let's you know it is slow and I love character pieces I love like um, when films really delve into being like let's you know flesh out these characters let's see what their lives are about you know let's dive into this world shall we but this was just a really boring world filled with white people that i did not care about well it's hard to tell i don't know anyone who knows this film or this mm. miniseries have you ever even heard of it before no. we discussed it i mean like honestly just like from perusing his yeah scrolling yeah. Yeah, hbo go or something yeah but what so i feel like when people especially hbo puts this amount of money into a miniseries, no matter what, they're going to get nominated. Yeah. So maybe the nominations are kind of a facade. So it was nominated, and oh, we'll just go Emmys. Outstanding miniseries, outstanding lead actor in a miniseries, Ed Harris. It w- Paul Newman won best, uh, sorry, outstanding supporting actor. It's not best in the Emmys, yeah. it's outstanding. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was nominated, which weird, kind of, because he's not in it that much. Joanne mm. Woodward was nominated, Richard Russo was nominated, and the director was nominated. Only one win out of all that, though. Yeah. I mean, there's hardly any miniseries that HBO puts out that doesn't get nominated. So it's maybe this true. is kind of like telling that, you know, that we always look at Rotten Tomatoes, but... I don't know what the opposite of pity nominations is, but that's what HBO gets. Like, it's just like... Just like, you usually do a good job. Yeah. It's, yeah. But you put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, this. I feel like it's, it's like acknowledging, like, because again, I think that like, Paul Newman's yeah, a brilliant actor, but like this, you know, is not the best, where it's more like... I think it's just the Academy yeah. loves him so much. He's got I, his fun moments. So he's, he has he fun plays, moments. I, don't know I wonder if he's won it. He plays, he plays Ed Harris's father. Father, yes. Yeah. I wonder if he'd won it. Yeah, an sexy hobo mechanic. Because you could totally Jesus. see. Not that he did a bad job. He did a good job. No, but he did. You could yeah. totally see the situation where they're like, oh, he's towards the end of his life. He hasn't won an Emmy. He's won an Oscar. And again, I don't know if yeah. you said this. This is his last on. Oh, I didn't say that, no. Yeah, so it's his final. 
on-screen acting mm-hmm. project. Yeah, I mean, yep. that's what <laughs> makes sense. Certainly not the Newman's own Paul Newman. No. You know, this is like a, no. A, but it wasn't long before I always t- tell this f- uh, people to watch this film. But Road to Perdition, he's phenomenal. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's not. I feel like that's only if this is two thousand four, like two thousand five. Um, it's not long before, and that's a great movie. That's a uh, what's his name? But I mean, well, Tom Hanks is blanking out the director right now. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah but no, it's a, it's a decent movie. Uh, by the way. We don't want to ignore our friends at the Golden Globes. This did win Best Miniseries at the Golden Globes. What? Yeah. <laughs> bit, bit, um, don't want to get in trouble with the Hollywood Farm. Yes. <laughs> not again. Sweet. Not again. We've done Mm-mm. that in the past. Mm-mm. So, I mean, let's let's run through, I guess, what we can here. We're not going to run through the whole miniseries. Yeah. You guys. Just, no. Just kind of some plot lines, especially like Ed Harris's main plot line. Sam Mendes wrote to perdition. Oh, Sam Mendes <laughs> did that. I didn't realize Uh-oh. that. But anyway, and uh, yeah, so I, again, like I, I, I like the way like it was it was starting off and like the setup of you get like the history of the town, but also what's important to this town, which is like the river and the falls and like the mills that like built off of it. Um, yeah, it, and, it it's and then but we- everything now is just. Like, like I said in, in my little synopsis, like it's depressed. It's just like everything's. Yeah, and, and which is similar to Nobody's Fool, like mm. factories closing down and towns yeah. and yeah. towns surviving. But and then also like I, you know, it's one of those movies that I think we again, we said for Nobody's Fool. So Mr. Russo has a uh, ongoing thing here. But it's it's just like it's got its go-to locations. Like it's really it's you've got like the you know the the church. The Empire Grill, the bar that his ex-mother-in-law <laughs> yeah. like is the bartender of, uh, the Pending gym. Yeah, the gym. The, not, not a big place. But no, yeah. but that's like it's like every character has like their spot. We get yeah. a hot sex scene there. Yes, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes, it's in a tanning bed. And uh, well, I don't, I don't know. what what was that? Yeah, I, I, I think all I wrote was this is a scene. Why? <laughs> I wrote. I didn't write this, but if I wrote anything, I would have put. Damn, almost Helen Hunt's boob. Because <laughs> it's there, but not like fully. Can I ask you a personal question, Kyle? As were, yes. Always. Were you turned on by Dennis Farina's? Turned on by him? I was turned yeah, on by Helen like... Hunt. She's. But I'm just asking. I mean, the silver I mean, fox good, there. Good for him. <laughs> okay, so I also love. There's like I'm gonna do some spoilers right now. There's three That's big fine. like twists, surprises in the movie. The first is that Philip Seymour Hoffman is, again, like a whiting, because yeah. he goes by oh, a the lot name of, surpri- of Charlie. A lot of surprises with him. Yeah, but the yeah. big thing with him is that he's a whiting. He is Joanne Woodward's husband, and his. but when we are in, introduced to him, he introduces himself as Charlie Maine. Yeah, it's, so a, that's, it's, just, it's just a cover name. That's surprise mm-hmm. number one. Surprise number two, school shooting. Yeah. Surprise number three... Dennis Farina is in 50. He's like 61 or some shit. Yeah. Asshole. What an ageist Helen yeah. Hunt. I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, then, no, but then she does, like, go and, like, like say, like, oh, like... She marries him, but they get... Yeah, because, like, he loves her. And quickly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, so, I, I felt like... I get, the fact that, like, part two is, like, an hour and a half versus part one is, like, two hours and, like, two hours and change. I felt like even with the shorter, like length for part two they like all of a sudden just like rushed <laughs> but it's from the book so I don't know oh they like really... they totally rushed like <laughs> there's there's a scene that um oh my god where I'm trying to think of what chapter it's on because honestly for part two 
a lot of my my notes i just fast forwarded through shit like i just did not not a single fuck isn't it funny that it is in chapters like yes that's also i started writing the chapters and i stopped writing the chapters but But it's like okay again where it doesn't help like separate the book from this miniseries. That's why it maybe just didn't matter. Maybe just Richard Russo got the money to just, he's like, whatever, I'm just going to well, rewrite my book. Was he also like a producer on it? It just, it just, it just to yeah. me, it feels oh, like God. one of those situations where someone like had too much control. <laughs> yeah, I think Richard Russo had too much control because in chapter six, I forget what happens, honestly, dear listeners, but there was some jazzy music happening in one scene. Like it was really trying to be cool. And it was a departure musically where it was like, oh, what is this? Is this like from Ted Cruz's hit on ladies playlist? But then the song turns into some folksy bullshit like abruptly. And it's just like someone fell asleep on the shuffle button or like just started like pressing scan on a radio being like, this is what people listen to. The music was a little creepy. The music was fucking awful. Like I, I weep for my ears. Like they, they will never, never be the same. Well, lucky for you that the original person hired to do this music died before the production of the film. Good. So, I mean, no. Really. I should have just looked I'm it up. Sorry. Richard Russo is not uh, credited as a producer. Oh, so he just wrote it. He must have been like, "You guys are going to do this. I'm going to write the screenplay and then have probably it." Probably like on set. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you have him on set? But like, yeah, he, this this music I guess was. You might yeah, again, I mean, I mean, hey, like, I mean, I am not. Uh, I w- maybe we can do a special episode where we have like a great literary mind come on and school us or something, and just like finally make me enjoy books. Uh, I, but you're not of the words, as they say, of the reading words. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not a big fi- as like I love stories, but I've just never been a fan of like. No, of novelizations. I love reading like a good screenplay because like it makes sense to me because it's a conversation and there's a there's like a description. It sets like it's like okay, so we're in a room and there's uh, lights on the you yeah. Know, you don't appreciate the, the stream of consciousness. You don't appreciate no because I don't have the one. nuance. <laughs> <laughs> like the nuances of language. Mm. Not no, I think it's just like I've. I, it's just I. I'm, so I don't. I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but I just think you like, never learned to read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, no, you didn't yeah. mention that on the podcast. Are you okay? <laughs> the worst part is I never learned how to read. But no, um, that to me, like a smart, like take like the smartest book and the smartest movie. You have to be more of a smart person to get, uh, or intelligent person to get the smart film because like what. Uh, novel will do in a page of talking to you you get in a frame of a movie uh, i mean i guess I don't no that's know. just like and i'm not like i'm not saying that is fact I, I, that right. to me I think, is I just i think i'll have to defer well not defer but I agree with what you said before jenny that like these are two separate mediums yeah it's like comparing a painting and a, and a record almost right of, of the same thing Sure, but at the same, I mean, it's just well, I mean, it. There's plenty of books like I, I no, I think movies are the dumber version of books, and I love movies more. Uh-huh. I think books are really, really hard sometimes, you know, because people mean so much in those freaking words. Well, the biggest, I guess, also in the end of the problem, and like I'd like to think that I'm a person that has a, a I, I mean, I definitely am, but I like, I have a pretty big imagination, but like to me, like a book. And then this is a problem with people that like love a book, and then they see the movie, and like, oh, I didn't picture that person. I I don't like 
maybe call it taking the time or like I don't know what I don't know how to describe it, but the fact of like uh, it, watching something, it's just like okay, like I recognize that person's face and I recognize that person's face. Have but you in the book. ever read a book? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever read a book? This sounds terrible, but that, that became a movie that you enjoyed. Have I ever read? A I'm book sure you have, but like to your recollection. No, but like I've no. The only books that I've read is are. Well, you, you saw The Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, that was read to you. Sorry. Yeah. That was just, <laughs> no, I mean, well, I'm sure. Like, I mean, there's like situations of that, of course, uh, where the wild things are. I'm kidding. Fantastic I'm kidding. Mr. Fox. Oh no, no, no. No, yeah, um, but, yeah, no but, but those are so separated because they're like. You know, fifteen pages. And, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, honestly, like as far as I think, every book I've ever read, it's af I've read after seeing the movie, which mm. also sometimes I really enjoy, even if like then it becomes different. Like, uh, like well, for I read, let's just go with Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Success, very successful uh, book, and then obviously movie. So, uh, for instance, uh, uh. uh Richard Attenborough's character, please help me right now. John Hammond. Thank you, John Hammond. He <laughs> dies in the book. So, I mean, you know, I read yeah. that, like, I, and I obviously also didn't read it when I was, like, in first grade when the movie came out. But, like, I was like, oh, the grandfather dies in the book, whatever. But, like, just while, just when reading that, it just, like, I knew the voice of Sam Neill, I knew the voice of Jeff Goldblum, mm. and for me, that, like, I think also made it better. Or even reading uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I had seen it first, and just so like Gregory Peck, I just I knew, you know, like I was just like that's you know that's his yeah. face, and but I, I just know like my mom loves 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 reading books, and uh, like I just remember there's well, Bridges Over Madison County is just one that always stuck in my head that she was like oh I didn't picture Clint Eastwood in that role, and she was mm. that just you know. See, I one of the films that we're gonna talk about is Moneyball. It's one of my favorite books. And oh it was, sure, okay. it was adapted. Uh, on the screen, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, but it wasn't so hard to picture people in that because they're—it's a sure. non-fiction book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It, It's—I'm not saying that's just—that's just me. No, like, I know. I just, and, I was... and other books I've read, and I've been okay with the adaptation, but not to segue again into Game of Thrones. But sometimes I really get mad at the book readers when I'm trying to like enjoy the show. Right. You know? Yeah. And they—they they can be just as like. Uh, it, it, oh, we, yeah. we live in this world of like book readers versus TV show or film watchers, right. and it's like they're polar opposites. Yeah, and I it's it's frustrating because it's like we can like both, or being like, guys, I just wanna, I just wanna enjoy memes and Peter Dinklage. That's all. <laughs> I give not a single fuck about this book. You know, like just no. just let us live. Exactly. Let's and, not be dicks. But the problem with us here is. So I never, I wasn't a Harry Potter kid. I didn't read Harry Potter. I've seen some of the movies. Hmm. It's such a part of pop culture, even the books, that I wasn't so far removed from seeing the movies. This book, while Pulitzer Prize winning, is not something that any of us have heard of, if I'm yeah, correct? Yeah, no, I never heard of it, never so, read it. So we have zero context here. True. I'm I'm just Mariah Carey in that interview that's just like, I don't know her. Like, <laughs> that's my I'd love to hear from like a, a Richard Russo fan. I know, I want to meet a Richard Russo fan. Someone that would school Fair. me on, well, uh, his wife, Renee Russo. 
Is that really his? No. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would have believed you right there. Mind blown there, no. (laughs) So, uh, again, we're not going to get into every uh, thing here, but I think we should just go plot by plot line rather than. I mean, this is is the genre that has broken me. Guide me me on this. (laughs) Yes. You guys are basically the. Like, if you're looking to me to be like, hey, describe this plot, I can't because this film or miniseries broke me it broke me it's the genre i can't deal with of the like upper middle class like middle class white people with folksy music where nothing happens and it's always in new england and they're like stock footage of like i think they like reused some shots too like they definitely reused the shots of like philip seymour hoffman and his appearance where spoiler he doesn't appear until like an hour 50 in no doesn't he appear Oh, well, we don't really see him. He just, like, appears, like, waving on the beach in, like, a yeah. tan suit and is, like, all, like, oh, like magically sunset. <laughs> like. Oh, yeah. So his character, as you said, is this kind of mysterious person who's teased throughout the film in photos and stuff. Yeah, yeah but is it him in the It film? is him. It is him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to enlighten the both of you with yeah, some of the yeah, stuff yeah, that, well, I, really that I read. I, I thought it was true, and then I did a little bit of background reading on his character. So first of all, the one thing that critics said, and he said himself about his character, is that, and we'll have to rewatch to see it because I didn't really notice this, is that it's one of the few films where he doesn't use his trademark like hand mannerisms. Mm. He says he tried to keep it very like controlled, yeah. straight laced, straight laced yeah. and controlled. And I mean, I guess that's interesting. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I. It's an acting I, choice, and I respect. I that. noticed it of just like that he was very contained, but still Stiff. felt emotional. <laughs> yes. Where it wasn't like he was disconnected from his body; it was just like quieter. I love I when he gets to tell a kid that it's all his fault, and he hates it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that I most people believe from the book is not something that actually happened. That's him playing uh, Ed Harris's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. conversation. Yeah, so, yeah. But there is, like, a debate among book readers. Yeah. Like, if the, like did, did, did this actually happen? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clear, no, it's clearly, I mean, it's a, a book that is loved and has yeah. his fans out there. So, so basically, Ed Harris's character, why, why am I forgetting his name? <laughs> so he's... Because go? he's American Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> Miles Roby. <laughs> Miles, Miles, yes. Again, the two big... There's so many, like, again, the narration goes through and says, like, all these different families, but the two biggest families, or the important families Important for our story. Are the Robies and the Whitings. Yes. Hmm. So Miles Roby uh, runs the Empire Diner, but he doesn't own it. He's one of the few in town who went to college, but he basically had to stay running this diner. Mrs. Whiting, Joanne Woodward's character, Hmm. owns the diner. She owns a bunch of stuff. His mother kind of, and we'll get into this a little bit later, kind of like work out a deal with her, and when he kind of came of age, he started running the diner for her, which on paper looked like, oh, Because she paid for his college, right? Yeah. 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 And his mother's uh, health bills and a lot of stuff. But on paper, oh, this lady's nice. She Mm. thinks he should be mayor, stuff like that. Yeah. And later we find in the movie, maybe not so much. Basically, I mean, again, we're not like retelling the story here. That woman is putting like she puts people in these cages right yeah. like she she makes people stay in the positions they are and she later admits it's to punish essentially his mother yeah so yeah she's getting like payback yeah payback she even says it yeah payback mm. 
By the way, she is the human embodiment of the asshole cat in this movie. <laughs> no, actually, oh, a lot I... of people theorize that the asshole yeah. cat is Philip Seymour Hoffman's character reincarnated. Really? That makes because he it doesn't like he doesn't like Ed Harris, mm. and he ends up leading to Joanne Woodward, Mrs. Whiting's death. And the cat shoots himself in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got no, it. No, essentially, mean... yes, the cat dies. Honestly, the cat. Did the, cat die? the cat leads yeah. Joanne Woodward. Did you guys watch this film? No, I'm just like <laughs> no. the cat leads Joanne Woodward's character to the gazebo, and it said there was two deaths on the river that day, and it shows a picture of the cat and her. Oh yes, okay, I'm oh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I disagree with you, Kyle. I loved that cat. I thought that cat was on meth. That cat <laughs> maybe has a drug problem, More... but I related to that cat because. It just fucking hated everything. I didn't love the cat. I loved Ed Harris's really <laughs> crappy, scared reactions. Oh my god, they were great. <laughs> like, Ed Harris is not a man who should ever be scared of anything. No. He's just like a very intimidating individual. It's like, I gotta work with a cat. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. just like, and his like face and his like little like creepy T-Rex scared arms like oh, yeah. were moving away yeah, from Especially because like, I'm sure that they didn't throw like a live angry cat at him because I was trying to figure out for some of the scenes I'm like okay no there's gotta be some sort of like puppet CGI fuckery <laughs> it was Jim Henson here. workshop <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean maybe that was me trying to make the movie more interesting like I don't know if you want to save like improvements to the end of this podcast we'll, we'll, we'll say that we'll save that for the end because yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah. want okay. to discuss this yeah, okay definitely. I will because there I is a lot that. to discuss there is in this a ending lot to discuss. So just just to move his plot along miles and especially Philip Smear Hoffman the movie goes through these flashbacks and there's a childhood version of miles mm-hmm. basically his mother is married to deadbeat Paul Newman um, yeah. who's in and out of jail and stuff and even in modern times he's kind of still like stealing yeah. and <laughs> Breaking things yeah, and t- taking a, a senile uh, priest down to Key West. <laughs> Key West. Yeah. yeah, so he just basically, his life is to get money, go down to Key West, return, get money in the hometown, go down to Key West for as long as he can. This is Paul Newman's character. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ed Harris's character, though, with these flashbacks, you see Robin Wright, as we mentioned, she plays his mother. Oh, she's a goddess and it's just wasted in this movie. And originally, she's like a. I don't know, a, some kind of clerk at the one of the mills? Yeah, something like that. The mill goes under, for, and a, a lot of it is related to her kind of, she has an affair with, as you mentioned, C.B. Whiting, Charles yeah. Whiting, Charlie Maine, as he pretends. Uh-huh. Uh, we first really get a glimpse of Philip Robinson's character in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, um, which is also where Ed Harris's character returns every summer returns every summer that's his key west almost but he's just not a dick about it mm. yeah you know yeah <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> a place where he runs away yeah right. it's nice he brings his daughter they have like they have a great relationship yeah him and his daughter have a great relationship even the grandfather paul newman and the daughter have a great relationship yeah helen mm. hunt not so much but yeah. Yeah, no, no, one, no one likes helen except for dennis farina dennis farina kind of the, Casario, the worst in this <laughs> no fault of her own just so, terrible I mean, I guess we were just talking about it. So we see them on the beach. And yeah. Did yeah. She... I wrote down one hour, 53 seconds in. And this is a, a story of, I wrote, um, and again, weird thing. And maybe you don't give a shit, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway, of as a dog walker and the king of puppies, I am very fond of puppy nicknames. And one of the nicknames I have for a puppy is Bibu. So I was like, Bibu is here! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Philip Seymour Hoffman is 
a magical puppy and just like um but yeah he was i i really appreciated that they really leaned into like the manic pixie dream girl lighting for uh-huh. philip seymour hoffman yeah, like he yeah, got the manic lighting pixie here. dream girl the yeah. fuck in this movie he, like he's it, almost yeah and he's all he's all in white he's all in white he's got yeah. those shades <laughs> like so, he's just the coolest bro at the beach as far as the plot like, goes i need to know this because i was confused by it did she know who he was and he This was yeah, this was a planned vacation. Okay, the two I just yeah. Right. And they they made a cover up and they wanted to, she she loves her son. You can't deny yeah, it. she doesn't no, love her she, son. Yeah, 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 and definitely. she wanted to go like the the his father's in jail yeah. and she wanted to go away with her son and the man she loved. And they do this discreet little Martha's Vineyard thing and they, right. they invent almost a meetup. Yeah, which with that, this guy. that I wrote um Philip Seymour Hoffman helps a little kid in the most classy yet creep way. Because, <laughs> like, thinking about that from a not-giving-a-fuck context, it's like, there's just, like, she... he It's just, like, this random dude at a restaurant being like, get the clams, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, so they got... Yeah, this is like, hilarious, like, picture, yeah. picture anyone else. Like, picture, like... I love Danny DeVito, but like picture Danny DeVito, picture Willem DeVito. Get the clamps. I'm like, gonna get your mother's clam later. <laughs> like if if I were like Baby Ed Harris, I would be like, who the fuck is you? Like, but what are you doing? It's such an interesting setup because she, what you notice from Robin Wright is just how happy she yeah. is when she's with him and how happy she is. So they go out to dinner. The senior uh, senior alluding to, they go out to dinner. Um, Robin Wright, young Ed Harris's character, are seated at a table, and Philip Hoffman's alone at another table, and they yeah. have a kind of like, a, oh, fancy, didn't we meet before? Like, join my table, kind of thing. Yeah. So pretty much trying to trick like a ten-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 They're, In trying, a they're trying to trick him. Way. And this starts kind of the affair, but uh, the son, Ed Harris, young Ed Harris, knows right away, kind of, that it's something's going on. Yeah, and still, like, yeah. even though. Uh, knows that his parents don't have, like, the best relationship, and his dad is also, like, in jail. Which actually does, d- denies at one point or something like that. Yeah. Mm. But, point being, he's still, like, on team Paul Newman. Or Josh Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, but Paul yeah. Newman for the most part. <laughs> so he sees his mother, like, sneak out at night or sneak back in in the morning, one of the two. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that is, like, a really depressing thing to see yeah. as right. a kid, especially back then. Um, mm. Especially in a small town when you know it's going to cause some hullabaloo. But he... What happens on the vineyard stays. <laughs> but what's funny is that Ed Harris's character has no... I guess he was young, has no idea that that's C.B. Whiting at the time. Yeah. He has no idea he's a Whiting at all. Mm. Which, to quick, then also go them further into C.B. Whiting's thing. So he was... Like, I'm doing air quotes around, exiled to Mexico? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's just quick give, like, a little back. So when when Robin Wright's character worked at the mill, that's where she met Philip Seymour Hoffman, Mm -hmm. um, when he was running the mill. Yes. um, The family exiles him to Mexico. And do you know why? Because he did a shitty Because he got her pregnant? He actually was the person who ran over the daughter. Oh, daughter. that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. okay. So okay, this I daughter knew, character... I knew that, but yeah. I forgot that was This the, daughter yeah. character came back uh, to town. This is in the present timeline. Yes. And the mother, Joanne Woodward, is, like, really pushing for Ed Harris to marry her. And she even seems like she's really into him, too. She says she loves him. They kind of had a thing way back when, because yeah. just... Th- sorry about the timeline, guys. It's, like, yeah. a kind of up and down thing. Yeah. But uh, Robin Wright's character, when... 
uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character goes down to Mexico, and we don't see this. She's out of a job, obviously. The mill closes, and she ends up taking a job taking care of uh, Joanne Woodward's crippled daughter, who ah, who ends yes. up. And this is where the web begins. We don't really see it as an audience, but she's holding the daughter's uh, accident against Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, uh-huh. Joanne mm-hmm. Woodward. Yeah. She's holding against Robin Wright's character because she knows... You, you know that scene with the bridge? Yeah. She's going there to admit the affair. Mm. And basically, she kind of says, I'll give you a job here, but to hold it against her. Yeah. And then eventually, she holds it against Ed Harris. Well, so, okay, so it's like, again, I, 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 I watched this, I, did pay, I, I paid attention, but it's just like, just hearing it, it's weird. Just like hearing it in order, then you go like, okay, that like makes more sense. Just like having... Yeah, but, I th- but it was just, it was so like... Sp- sprawled out and separated it almost needed to be like everything was like found out at like a time or explained i don't know right because just... like watching it like like thank thank you both for being professionals i am the monster <laughs> i am the meth cat that did not give a fuck and just hated this experience but like hearing hearing you both you know go through or just hearing someone go through the plot points you're like Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And actually, but then, makes me go like, oh, that's kind of smart writing. Yeah, but <laughs> it then, like, is smart watching writing, it you. is just torturous because it's all spread out, and it's like there is such a a pacing issue. I feel it's like. got a very that's Greek fair. tragedy vibe. That's fair. To it. You know yeah, what? But like, I think if this uh, was adapted into a screenplay, like a movie, one like maybe a two-hour film. Yeah. Yeah. The side characters, while the actors are really good. Would be a little bit minimized and more be like quirky and less fleshed out, which yeah, is not bad. Yeah, there's no need bad. for Eden Quinn, even right. though he was my favorite thing. In the yeah, world. there's <laughs> zero need for him. Now mm. you know why there's zero need for him too, because and I guess it's the same in the novel, but there's no payoff with him except that he gets with the girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys realize he's like a talented cook. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys realize. I'm not saying that condescendingly. I just mean like if you cared or not. But he's clearly Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's... Because, yeah. no, because even whatchamacall, Ed Harris says it to Paul Newman, like, and Paul Newman goes, like, I don't know, this is the whole thing of, like, you know your son, your son, like, and I, yeah. you know, it's just like... <laughs> but, but he's... And so there's really no payoff there, because he... I... So I thought it was going to end, and we'll discuss the ending later, but I thought it was going to end with him, like, le- being legitimized, legitimized and taking the money from Mrs. Whiting, like, mm. as the... Like, Game of Thrones style, yeah. like, he's, like, the Jon Snow, like, Well, like it would have been interesting son. if there was, like, a red wedding. <laughs> no, again, then, like, you just bring up Game of Thrones, and that's just, like, because there's just, like, so many, like, family and feuding things in there, because that's also, again, the whole thing. So, like, before she became a Whiting, she was from another family, a poor family, that the Whitings bought a property from, and the whole thing with CB, through narration, we learned that he never wanted to get married... And then ended up, like, you see him in the picture staring off at Francine, whatever her, like, original name was. Robin Wright? Oh, no, or the woman, uh, Joanne oh, Woodward. Man. Yeah, Joanne Woodward's. Like, because she was po- that poor family that sold that property of, like, the estate. Yeah. But then, and he never intended of, like, getting married. He always wanted to be a bachelor, but then saw her and fell in love with her. Because the whole thing also is all the whiting men end up, like, killing themselves or dying. Killing themselves or trying to kill their wives. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we alluded to it before, and it's said at the beginning, C.B. Whiting ends up taking his own life. But this is like the seventh uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Movie. He dies a lot. He really does. <laughs> so, he takes his own life, but we're not, we know this from the beginning, but we're not sure that that character is C.B. Whiting. This is a little bit, like you said, one of the mysteries of yeah. the thing. So, it's, it's a reveal later. And so, 
do we have any other Philosopher Hoffman scenes besides the end? Like, end little thing that we're not sure if it's real or not? I mean, it's you've got the... No, you've it really... It goes at the country club, the Clams Casino stuff, then on the beach, and, like, Ed Harris, young Ed Harris goes yep. to play, and they're in the car, and he sees them, like... And there's, like, a little they're bit of talking on the... They're being all snuggly. a little talking like... on the beach at one point. Also, because of the... Uh, yeah, he's talking to young Ed Harris on the beach as well, and then the big moment is also then like, again, I th- yeah, I think that it's like him like, like f- arguing with himself Ed Harris, like I'm thinking. Like, yeah, yeah, so that's the kind of the last time we see him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we'll get into that by the ending, but I mean, it's might not as well really... uh, play. I like I said, I kind of I love that he gets to yell at a, or not or just be mean to a kid. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he well, gets to live the dream right yeah. there. So let's uh, let's play that clip for you. Your mother almost ready? My mother died, Charlie. Nah, she's just inside getting ready. She's gonna wear that pretty white dress, I bet. She died. She waited for you. And I meant to come. I wanted to. So why didn't you? When you're older, you understand. You killed her. No, she died of cancer. You know that. And came. I hate you. And I you. If it wasn't for you, your mother and I could have run away together like we wanted to. We could have been happy. What happened was your fault, not mine. Yeah, I mean, so that, again, that's that's the scene that there's this debate of... Did this happen? Yeah. Uh, is this? I, I think it's Ed Harris's like internal struggle because that's yeah. that's the whole thing. Like mm. it really, every time we have these flashbacks, it's through and uh, even like not. There's quick little flashes like again since that he goes back every summer to uh, Martha's Vineyard. He, he passes familiar places and sees Philip Seymour Hoffman waving right. and all that kind of a, stuff. A lot of the scenes in part two, besides for this one. From Seymour Hoffman are just the same scenes in part one, just kind yeah. of showing a little. Well, there's there's also like a general overall problem I have with this is like that it's trying to be like a slice of life kind of drama, but then it has these touches of whimsy, but it doesn't commit because there's like that creepy photo, um, like where like Philip Seymour Hoffman like looks at Robin Wright Penn and then looks back at the camera, and you're like, God damn it! I know that they're fucking each other. Just you know, shut the fuck up. Like um, that, that- so, this scene, it was like the porch scene. Yeah. Like it's an interesting idea, but for a better movie and better executed, because this was just like, I enjoyed him yelling. At a little kid, like, he was very grounded in his emotions, like, he yeah. was more restrained, he wasn't doing, like, the cliche, like, I'm mad at you loud voices shit, no, it was just, like, it came from a real dark hatred place, yeah, it's where just I was like, like good... well done, Yeah. but the conceit itself was just kind of like, kill me, 
kill me now. It just re- it reminded me it. of his future role and what he does in the master, mm. where at the end he has like the rela- so obviously he has a relationship okay, with yeah. the, the boy in it. Yeah. And so like he has a relationship with Joaquin Phoenix as Freddie Quells in that movie. And at the end he's just like you know, in the master and obviously we'll talk about that when we get to the movie. Right. But he's just like if you if you leave now, like we will become like mortal enemies. Yeah. And oh. it's just like but it's so like we'll become mortal enemies. And yeah. it's just very, like, so this, the kid, I mean, the kid's just like, I don't like you. He's like, ah, I hate you too. Yeah. Like, it's just a very, like. Yeah, no, it, you know, it yeah. feels real and visceral and, like. Something a kid would think. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's obviously streets ahead as a film. <laughs> yeah. From life, this. Li- like, I mean, so, like, life would be easier if you didn't exist. Like, your mom and I would be happy together. Yeah. So it's pretty... And yeah, and it's almost his realization of it, too. Like, it's right. Just like, you know, and they're kind of in a similar boat, the yeah. two of them. Yeah. They both cared for uh, Robin Wright's character, the mother, in this mm. case, the, I don't know, a Ferris? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Grace. The, yeah. Grace, Grace, okay. Yeah, whatever. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's... Did you like how they did it, flashing between? Uh, FYI, if you haven't seen this, like, and you heard two voices there, it's that they keep. We mentioned this, but they keep flashing between a kid, the kid version of Ed Harris and Ed Harris. So, did you like that? Or? Oh yeah, no, that 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 was nice, and I I don't mind like num- like they're just being these flashbacks in the movie, but like I've just been like since you said it, like it's been in my head. I'm already picturing how this can be, and I know we'll get into it, but like things we would change with, but like it could be like a good movie, even though again, novels I think would be nice in a, like a lo- longer format, like a mini series mm. or, or whatever. But like, there's yeah. just so many things in this, and like, it's even kind of sad that like Paul Newman's character isn't necessary. Yeah, like really, all all it needed to be was that there's a, like even maybe a single mom or like whether the, the dad's not around or dad's in jail or whatever and then the, I mean the big thing in this movie is that is the Robin Wright Philip Seymour Hoffman you know Joanne Woodward and then yeah and I yeah. think we've come to consensus that like that there's a core of good story there for sure yeah right it's just it's it's just so maybe you've hit on something so Kyle. awful <laughs> <laughs> maybe you've hit on something yeah maybe this is better at like I know this sounds crazy to you Jenny probably but maybe this is better as a like a longer miniseries so we can get more of that core story with like the characters still in the peripheral but like not feeling excessive at times I don't know. It, it's either probably has to live in one or the other because we we keep saying miniseries, right? Yeah. But it's how many two episodes? Yeah. How many miniseries do we know there are two episodes? That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So it 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 kind of exists in this weirdo in between world. Hmm. It's just yeah. Again, it's so weird. Like they decide to keep like these title card chapter moments. It's like, how were those not episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like HBO now today, if they're making this, they make every one of those an episode and they make it a little bit more right interesting and like less and then because you hit on some uh good points jenny where you it's i'm sure i don't again i've never read richard russo novel mm-hmm. but there seems to be some like magical like slight magic fantasy elements in there right not fantasy but you know yeah not, like, they're, they're like touches of, of whimsy where yes. it's not full bjork whimsy <laughs> but it's there but like, i think you could lay that out better where it doesn't seem just like this is kind of silly if right. it was a like a 
Well, How many like, chapters are there? There, there are eight. 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 So you have apparently. eight hours of you know. I know it sounds crazy, but like an eight-hour series. Yeah. We probably yeah. we probably wouldn't have had Philip Seymour Hoffman in every episode. So if you're worried about us watching it, but I guess you know for context. But, sure. But um, that might have worked better than at least the two episode thing because that's it's again it's like a, a movie and a movie and it's not yeah. movies they're not standalone movies yeah and they're not one they're the not other. particularly exciting or well paced out no, yeah like no, you I couldn't mean, finish at the first one and be like that's a movie yeah no yeah <laughs> i mean then, but, i mean even but then the like climax of this movie is just such a or not even climax but i don't know uh, you know like in modern day like a big Pivotal moment. Well, or you're talking about the the boy, like the yeah, school the shooting. random school shooting. I think in a larger like, form. I have a big theory on this. I think oh. it's okay. It's, okay. it's very well. It's big. It's it's big, but it's. Simple. I think it's an it's obvious simple. explanation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's simple. The out of the. Yeah. It's, it's not big and like a sprawling like. Yeah. Like oh, this guy was this guy. No, I but think it's like it's, it's, it's like a, a really obvious thing. explanation. Oh, yeah, which is good. oh, but, I do um, have you know notes on chapter seven, just like before. Is that the school shooting? Because. Well, no, it's it's one of those, I'm a little obsessed with um, finding terrible lines from films that, like, people actually write. Like and Sam, this, of there's course, this, from, wait, wait, what is that one? There's this really Which shitty line in here. I was too lazy to look it up. I'm sorry, y'all. But it's something about, like, sunlight penetrating the darkness and it's after Philip Seymour Hoffman kills himself where I'm like you had the right idea you got out of this film good job buddy <laughs> your angst and hats are gone now you know, oh it's R. the I. river B. right even the darkest water yeah yeah, yeah it's... Th- that uh, that to me is a better probably in a book yeah it's one yeah, of those well, things not... that when you speak it out when loud as a it, person yeah. like it's it's the point that Carrie Fisher made a lot with like the the Star Wars lines where like you can't say some of these lines as a person. Like, you can say them in a novel where you read them and your brain's like, inner, I inner, understand inner mo- this like, concept. As you said right in the beginning when I was yeah. like getting into it, like, inner monologue, that's what, like, a lot of books, like, clearly have because you're reading to yourself. Yeah. Like... And, and that and yeah. also you're, or it's you're fine to hear or like, it's fine to hear one voice like if you did even like an audio book right. except that more hearing like one yeah. person yeah because that's there's also like the the language of the visual language you're seeing those words and like that's okay in a book but like you said it, it's again just a it Star sounds, Wars not Carrie Fisher Star yeah. Wars but that stupid line like I hate sand it's so coarse it gets everything <laughs> right <know>? hating <laughs> like, Christensen it's just like yeah George Lucas is the king of these things yeah, you, you know you and he's not even a novelist so like. <laughs> Same with, you know, Richard Russo's not as bad as George Lucas when it comes to but that. George but Lucas were... is also doing like Space Camp and yeah, I mean there, <laughs> yes, there were I definitely some later. lines in here that was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, like what? And and same with the structure of like, I feel like they were trying to set up this school shooting where Edward Furlong um just you oh know, like being the weird poor kid like obviously. Fuck. He's gonna like lose it, and there is like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's good. Yeah, no, no. I know it's not Edward Furlong, but I was like, oh, that. I was like, that's no. (laughs) You had a reaction. I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I was like, like, sorry. I should have been like, oh, that's clever. Like, haha. Like that was my. (laughs) I I could see that. Yeah, Yeah, because there's like a scene in the beginning where they like set up the art class and like that. That chick I don't care about, like, cuts her hand, and Candace. you're like, why did you cut yeah, your hand, Candace? <laughs> Who gives a fuck about you? Candace! What the shit is this? And then, like, um, 
baby Miles Teller again. I know it's not actually Miles <laughs> oh, Teller as a young man. Maybe it is. I could I see don't that know. too. But it's not he Miles just, Teller as a young man. You know, he doesn't get punched in the face. Like decides to be the worst and is like um, Sky High's ex boyfriend or whatever. And yeah, so they, like, he's the son. He's the up. son of yeah. uh, the cop. And yeah. I feel like, like in a book, maybe that could work. But like I feel like in a film, I'm just kind of like, what the shit is this? Yes. Yeah, so so okay. continue. It's, okay. So it's yeah. Too much it, of a it, again, um, what, what, what was it? What's the actress's name? You're saying Sky High. I shit, said Flash. We keep, we keep forgetting her name. Um, yeah. But so the do- the daughter of Ed Harris, she, she's got her own little story going on, and pretty much it's that she has a crappy ex boyfriend, and then she's like the only person that's like nice to this weird outsider kid that supposedly lives with his grandmother but then we find out that his grandmother died and he's been living in this house alone does he kill puppies are they implying yeah, that, that also yeah i don't know because they I said don't... oh we found a lot of pet skeletons yeah. in the back and no, i think that's the whole thing because he sees the dog and then you hear the dog like do the cliche like dog whimper <laughs> cry yeah or that was de- not. death cry like <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like weird <laughs> Surprised that I didn't get the dogs going. I know, uh, right? But, um, <laughs> Where's Buddha to do his sound effects? <laughs> so, yeah, so point being, it just, she, and then she even gets him a job as like a, like a... A, a cook or something. Yeah, like, like a dish boy. And like, yeah. You know, kind of bus boy. Some shit. Um, at, the, at her father's diner. Uh, but anyway, so the, just out of nowhere... Because uh, then the cops are looking for this kid because her asshole ex-boyfriend jock guy uh, makes Baby it known that he's um, like this kid's grandmother's dead and he's living by himself and he's a minor still. So the cops are looking for him and he's like, looks like he's living down by the river. It goes in a very Chris Farley uh, <laughs> SNL sketch moment. Um, but uh, all of a sudden he's comes into this classroom and school shooting. So my big but simple theory on this is as Brian said earlier, this book came out in 2001. Two years prior is now, unfortunately, we live in a world where this happens a lot, but one of the craziest events in modern history of uh, Columbine. The shooting, mm, the shooting yeah, of Columbine. I don't yeah. think that's a theory. I think it's just, like, obvious. Yeah, like, his, co- his, his commentary, of course, as yeah, a commentary. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't... as a person that doesn't read a lot and doesn't know Richard <laughs> I'm sorry, Russo, sorry, sorry. I wasn't, like, poo-pooing at what you said. Like, I'm complimenting you. You're obviously yeah, right. It was, yeah. it, was just, it was just, like, uh, I was, like, Oh, but uh, but at the same token, I think he's like writing this. It was like, oh, like what should be like a dramatic thing for like the present day story? Right. I and just thought it was dumb. Like it's a dumb way to tie yeah. the past to the present. So it was kind of like fuck you. And like clearly, I mean, again, I know like Ed Harris is not the greatest dad, but like your daughter has PTSD, son. Like what's with this like the whimsy beach walk ghost oh scene, yeah yeah like, no, that, that, whatever. the whole after effects and, you know, again, yeah and well. it's just like i i just gave up i i gave up on, on well i think on life after watching no. this film. <laughs> I actually think... no i i i meant that this is not the worst film i've watched that would probably belong to like um Norbit or whatever that <laughs> no, the, come on, you can't even or the hot chick. You so can't it's, even it's put that like in that, that category. category. Okay, yeah, no, no way, it's just... not a chance. That's complete hyperbole. No, if no, you think it's I'm like not. a movie like that, it's not. <laughs> that's that's what I have to point out to these listeners is that Eddie it's Murphy not... does appear in a fat suit in this film, but it's, he it's, does. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> no, just 
I, I feel like I just had to, to clarify. That's <laughs> no, not fair, fair. the worst film I've ever seen, but it is a genre that has broken me <laughs> as a person. Well, now, again, I now, know certain uh, people that would enjoy this, and I, I feel like an older crowd, maybe. Yeah. And, I would, and I would recommend it to them. I know yeah, I'm jumping I mean, ahead by doing the same. I didn't, no, I, look, I didn't dislike this. I didn't, I really didn't dislike this. It just, that angle, the school shooting angle, is something now that we discuss it, this is something that, that we're, it, as a miniseries, it's needed more episodes, mm. because it should not have come, like, as such a shock to yeah. us. You're like, oh, fuck, he did that, is better than, what the hell? Yeah. Which is my reaction, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, what, what's going on? Yeah, I think I was... Wait, he's a gun? Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of like, fucking really? Like, what is this? <laughs> and that that should not be. It should, like, it and just... It's something that's supposed to be like Pulitzer Prize winning writing, yeah. at least the book. You shouldn't get like a shock factor moment. Right. Well, yeah, and... and we and It just like, felt kind of cheap. So we, we've yeah, talked about cheap, it that like, it. It, uh, as far as for films we've covered, when we, we tend to find that like a weaker one, it is one that didn't like like have like it, it like the a steady voice the whole time and like mm. j- put itself to a I don't want to say put itself to a genre but um but it, it just it just feels like it just has like a lot of unnecessary like yeah it doesn't commit tr- yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't commit and yeah no it, it suffers from the fact that it's like a quick adaptation it probably needed a more steady hand to yeah, either make I it into a like, film or make it into um, a long uh miniseries i mean if i were going to you know take this piece of trash and turn it into treasure i would hand it over to brian fuller <laughs> who is like the master of blending like pathos and whimsy and like you know going into like being That's like fair. hey I, I let's could see, I could see an epi- believe it or not i could see an these, adaptation like I'm these characters this. go into the intrigue and then use the visuals of maine in a new way you I'm, know i'm gonna say this i could feel it because again it's not like i thought like maybe like a lot of people didn't like do it like actors didn't do a good job or something like that i think that you could take this and edit it down and it would be a tight decent movie no that I, yeah, I believe that's true too it, I think it's yeah. one of these things that you cast these names and they need like something yeah you know? oh yeah no 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 hate for the cast I think the cast was all really great except for their the usage of like the ah <laughs> and like the accent leaning where it was like okay it's fun haha now you can stop but yeah no I think everyone like emotionally was like really committed it's just not a worthy script of them like for them like i feel like if they edited it down and just had like an editor being like fuckity no don't do that paul newman i'm sorry you're irrelevant to this like we'll get you a better film <laughs> but you know? he won he won his emmy he did he did <laughs> okay I, I think it's fair like whether you guys want to pare it down i don't necessarily want more i want yeah. it in, i want it put in a different medium because I, I feel like he, Richard Russo wanted to make this, or HB wanted to make this, to show more of the story element. Maybe he was unhappy with Nobody's Fool. Maybe. Though I, I, you hear I that a lot. I think Nobody's Fool was a much stronger piece. Like, definitely, like, for an acting piece for Paul Newman, like, that was a lot Oh, better. yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. But not that Paul Newman was bad, but like you said, he wasn't too essential. Yeah. And just e- either way, it's just, I think we can all agree that, like, a two-part miniseries and I'm using mm. air quotes it's hard to satisfy yeah uh, your clientele or whatever so this like had 75% on Rotten Tomatoes but not a lot of ratings not a lot of reviews 
Not a lot much because H. Also, we can't know how much money it did because that's not how HBO works. I think maybe mm. also I'm coming from a place that like since it's like 13 years later, like HBO. Like I wasn't watching HBO at this time. Probably. I mean, there wasn't. I mean, there was, again, Sopranos was on. Or whatever. Yeah. But like, I definitely like me getting into HBO started was with, with Sex and the City. Yes. Um, and I'm the Miranda. Why? There's no denying that. I mean, there is no, a, there I'm, is no denying that. I am, but I am the I'm actually kind of like except Samantha. Well, like a Samantha. Like a, I'm, I'm like oh a, I'm a very like combined of like everybody for the most part. Oh my part. god, that's such a cop except for no, except that's for Mar- such a no, except for Miranda because I don't okay. like Miranda. Mm. No, I'm a Samantha, but I have like a bit of Carrie in me too. We all have a bit of Carrie. In- oh my god, this, oh god. this, this is this is terrible. And who, who do you want to be? Uh, oh god, nobody. Burger? Can I pick nobody? <laughs> is Stanley Tucci in? Sex in the City. I feel is like he, he must because have been. if he is, I pick Stanley Tucci. <laughs> anyway, I could but, see him in that world. But I, I could like, too. My, yeah. my, my time of like really like well, get watching like a lot of HBO pretty that. much came with I think like Boardwalk Empire. Mm. So that's now like seven years ago probably. But point being, you were more into like, like the After Dark HBO. Is that what? Is that? Yeah, they have like. They, at least they used to have a lot more softcore porn. Oh, yeah. No, HBO Zone, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it was called, yeah. HBO Zone. What Chan- yeah. Zone. Ch- uh, ch- uh, Channel 304 on the <laughs> I'm into the hard... Yeah, no, hardcore. I'm into the softcore, softcore porn yeah. zone. Yeah. No, hardcore, that's not my zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Where is that jazzy, smooth sex when you need it? But, yeah, so, so again, maybe, maybe there's a... Like, I don't think this, but maybe on a subconscious level... Before watching this, I was like expecting a little bit more from HBO at the same time too. So you're just taking like, I, I, I'm watching like the quality. Not that, again, not that this is bad quality, like production value wise and that kind of stuff, and like it's a good cast. But it's just it's, uh, I mean, from like material that I like, I just don't read in general. And then mm. on top of that, like, uh, not a like, I don't know, typical HBO. You know, like let's go again. This is called a miniseries, like Band of Brothers miniseries. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but th- yeah. imagine Band of Brothers in two episodes. Oh yeah. god. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I mean, just Lily. Maybe I just have very high standards, but I would slightly disagree. Where like I think the music was terrible. I think a lot of the that shots were great. really uninspired and stagnant. Where I'm just like, this is a film. You know, you gotta. Like, you have to use the medium. You have to, like, entertain visually and, like, yeah. also connect with the story and have They tried the to do it with, like, the quirky narration. They didn't... tried, but I the quirky like, yeah. narration would have worked so much better if it was Werner Herzog. <laughs> well, of Just course. saying really <laughs> existential shit. Like, that's what would have maybe saved this <laughs> I just think... You want to talk about characterization and visuals in the town, and I know we keep going back to this, but nobody's fool. I felt like I got to know that town a lot yeah. better than this one, yeah, and this one was so... supposed to have more character. Yeah, it's just yeah. really weird to me that, like, given like the amount, like the runtime of this, like I didn't like get as much as I get from. And that's why I know I'm in the minority here, but I am in the longer version camp of this because why don't we know this town more? I should be able to know what streets to turn down in this town and all that kind mm. of stuff. And it's weird that we don't know that in such a long form medium. Uh, just quickly, we didn't mention this. Like, so this ends this film, obviously. It, well, you you alluded to it, the whole Martha's Vineyard after the yeah. shooting, which we kind of see that it's a little bit like 
selfish. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's more about Ed Harris's character than his daughter. Yeah, she's that's, like, that's what bugged me, where I'm like, yo, <laughs> she survived a school shooting, and you're just going to divert it to your man pain. Good for you, <laughs> Because buddy. he, when he, when Paul Newman's like, oh, let's go home, essentially. Like, Paul Newman meets up with them, and, he's like, yeah. and, and he's like, oh, I don't know if my daughter's ready. It's like, hey, do you want to go home? She's like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. And I want to talk to the guy who, who almost killed me. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to tell him I'm sorry. Yeah, which is, I mean, <laughs> which, which if, is, if that's part of her process, whatever. I guess, yeah, you know. Yeah, like. I don't know. But he, it again, you see that it's more about Ed Harris, and that's where it parallels with frickin' uh, Key West, where mm. it's like, oh, this is just your space. You yeah. know, that's not her space. Uh, and then, like, one of the bigger, I guess, narration endings is that the town ends up doing very well because, well, the old lady you mentioned, she dies. Yeah. But before that, she sells uh, the old mill or whatever, or factory becomes mm. a strip mall, and that's like supposed to be yeah, like most, a good like thing. Dell goes in, and, and uh, most famously, Maine's favorite export, LL Bean. Yeah, an LL Bean outlet goes in there. Well, <laughs> Suddenly, yeah, it's all okay. I, I feel like LL Bean, like that clearance rack, got so much usage in this film. There were so <laughs> many dad well, jeans. There was like yeah, there are. But you know, I that's see that's something that I think is okay. accurate. Yeah, I think that's accurate of Maine. At least the Maine I want to know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it, it, it was accurate. It was not a very fashionable movie. <laughs> so I, I'm I thought about this like halfway through the podcast, and I no guarantees. We're not sure of the medium yet, but pretty soon coming up, we're going to have a second act little thing like we did for the first act. We'll put it that way. Yes. I'm going to try, and I have to get the audiobook. Okay. I'm going to try to read this book. And I'm gonna, I'll am i tell you if, I know it's from the opposite point of view, but I'll tell you if the book is actually, in my opinion, good or not. Because okay. now I'm actually curious to see, more to see, like, okay, where did they go wrong here? Because mm. this is a, clearly a Pulitzer winning book. That people, it's like a beloved book, apparently. Yeah, well, you know what? Where they like, go wrong here? Uh, what, what's what's that stupid movie that won Best Picture? Crash. Oh yeah. You yeah, know what? There's gonna that. be a Pulitzer that doesn't deserve a Pulitzer. <laughs> I right. get that, but again, he. So I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm gonna put that out there too. But like no one, maybe some people, but no one I know. Philip like, Seymour Hoffman. Well, Paul Haggis is like fucking awesome, you know, like, with the screenplays. Like, some people really like him, but, mo- like, Richard Russo is considered, like, one of the most iconic writers of our time. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I'm... know enough, because I've never read that, but I, I want to read it, and I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've really only been, like, exposed to his work through this film <laughs> and Nobody's Fool, so I just... The politest thing I can say is just to go into my Lucille Bluth corner... And be like, I don't care for him. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That's the politest Fair. I can do. Because I'm just, I'm just not a fan of like obvious metaphors of being like, ooh, you know, Robin Wright is so happy she gets this white dress and then she throws it in the trash when <laughs> he's gone and her life's falling apart. I'm like, oh, really? But see, that stuff I wonder is, really? is it in the novel? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be in the novel. Yeah, I know, that's the whole thing. That stupid sunshine line that I just can't even acknowledge, like, (laughs) with words. Well, I will let you guys know. I will let you guys know. Please Um, do. If I get through it. Who knows? I might not make it through. You might not. I don't know. I mean, not everyone can... At least read the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I might just see that. I mean, no, I, I might read the IMDb trivia, but it also There's not might much. Bore. Oh, damn it. See, no, I was going to say, it's probably going to be really boring. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you want to add about this film? 
No. We, we miss some plot lines, like the whole he wants to open up another restaurant, she won't let him. Oh, well, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the bank, whole you know, shot, whatever. The no, I mean, but gonna, in the end, I mean, I, I know we've done. I know we've done this for plenty of other movies that we go over like a scene, scene by scene. No, no, but we're yeah. not. Uh, this is a this yeah. is a mini series again. It's too yeah, long to do that. Yeah, but even besides, uh, you know, because of maybe a smaller Phyllis or Hoffman role in a movie, and so we'll go scene by scene. And we just uh, generally, I mean, it's been a while now since there's been something that I wasn't like a fan of. Mm. But you know, so I mean, but it, I mean, it wasn't. It's, it's like a really long movie. It's not a mini series. It's not a movie, but it's <laughs> so it doesn't even know it's self in its own like runtime, I guess. But mm. um, again, there's some uh, admiring like qualities of it that like I still don't, like I don't hate it and then there's there's uh, enough um, that I, I know that I would recommend it to certain people that, yeah. that, that they would I mean, enjoy it certain people certain like people would enjoy it young children it's it's a yeah. good it's a good <laughs> film if you want to go to sleep or like if you want to do some laundry and just hey, vaguely it. pay attention like that's that's the kind of category it is. I mean, honestly, like it it was not my cup of tea and I found cuz at least the the other genre, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a huge fan of westerns by themselves. I think the westerns work better as mashups like western comedy is really great blazing saddles but like if you are like oh watch the good bad and the ugly i'll be like well i'm gonna be asleep in five minutes because i don't give a fuck <laughs> or like i'm gonna go and watch something else because i don't give a fuck but, i mean that that's fair yeah, because like I, mean, I think people like i wouldn't recommend this to sci-fi fans yeah you know? no yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I mean, this is not no, again, something it's, it's that supposed like to be like this sprawling modern like yeah it's not, not like a good hate watch. Like you're not. No, gonna... no, definitely not. It's not to that level. It's I want to make that, that clear. Level. Don't watch this. It's like to hate it. You know, um, maybe if you're like in your fifties and you really like golfing. And <laughs> if my grandmother was like a white woman. Yeah. Like a oh, white yeah, American yeah. woman. Oh yeah, Like you're, you're Then white maybe woman she would enjoy this. Like, but my grandmother grandma, speaks Spanish, so yeah. she probably wouldn't connect with this world of Maine. But I could see if. Yeah, if, she if you're white would. and have a grandma. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you That's know, a like, very vague and terrible statement. You have Shut a grandmother. It down. Would she enjoy this? Uh, um, eh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But you could see some grandmothers enjoying it. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe not any grandmothers we like, have. But okay, like, I amend my earlier statement. If you have a waspy grandmother. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Like, let's they not will paint, enjoy let's not the, the fuck out of it. That. You know? You know, like, like, this is... Maybe if you're from Maine, you maybe. would really like this yeah. film. I yeah. could see that you're from New England. If you're, so. yeah, but that doesn't mean I <laughs> like it, Brian. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not not even. Way to stereotype me, no Brian. Kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah. you do own a pet lobster. But I will yes. say, if you decide to watch this and you're not a, a waspy grandma or grandfather, no gender discrimination there. You know, like true, true. Um, if you imagine genders. the folksy narration said by Werner Herzog, it's much better. And also... Will you do your best, Werner Herzog? Yeah, can you do this? To this film. <laughs> I'm here in this disgusting old main town. <laughs> I guess... There's sewage in the river. It used to be beautiful. <laughs> Where did the shirt factory go? Like, you know... Like, 
we ask these questions? I own a shirt. It was made of beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, Jenny, uh, we ask you what you're up to. Um, anything else you want to plug or share on the podcast or also remind people where they can follow you? Um, well, damn. Uh, I'm... Not sure. <laughs> so, ah, um, I guess. Yeah, I I don't really have much to add besides wacky sound effects and just general defeat. Um, <laughs> because this movie, I will say, um, you know, I've just to to heal my my soul from this. I I binged <laughs> all of Stranger Things. And watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a good combo. It's a really good combo. But yeah, um, follow me on Instagram. It's Jenny.O'Connell, you know, for like Pretty modeling easy. photos and shit. And then Jenny and the Bets XO. That's my other Instagram, which is more of give no fucks. You know, you want some random memes and just me not giving a fuck. I feel like there that's you more go. your personality. It used to be yeah. go socks and pats, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Chow to head. Yeah, Chow to head 1990. Yeah, it was actually, it, actually, it was wicked piss a home bracket. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so we'll definitely, uh, let us know when that play comes out. Yeah, yeah, totally. And let me know when you're going to invite me on for a good movie. <laughs> well. <laughs> never, never. You're yes. our bad movie go-to. <laughs> and our Paul so. Newman go-to. Yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> Let's, yeah, no, nobody's fooled the getaway Empire Falls. What, yep. what, which one's your favorite? Isn't there another one in there? Oh, uh, there's the oh, Stanley yeah, and, Tucci. And, uh, and the... Uh, the not gay cowboy film... Montana. Montana, yeah. Montana, Montana. Yeah. So Montana, okay. yeah. The Getaway, Nobody's Fool, uh, and you know, this it's, one. It's What's your probably favorite? a... Oh, God, it's it's probably like Nobody's Fool and The Getaway Tied. Wow. Mm. But like, barely, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a slim picking right there. I mean, I guess out of favorite roles, I would say that I liked... Um, I actually liked... Yeah, those, I'm going to go with those same picks again. Because this, you know, he was good, but it was very like, Philip Seymour Hoffman is Manic Pixie Dream Girl in beige suit at the beach. Yeah, I mean, just to bring it back Wearing to the podcast. Wearing shades. I think, you're, I think you're right in terms of, did he do a great job? Yes, he always does a good, great job. It's yeah, not he's a like role better that, in yeah. this than I guess his like cop role. In, uh, <laughs> but it, yeah. Because it's more of his character. But it's yeah. not something that does him justice. I think it's something that, so this is like we're kind of a little out of order now. Yeah, yeah we are. Of, um, but this tangents. is when his name was getting like a lot more recognition. Mm. So it's something that like he was cast in. I know he did it really fast. Yeah. He he, he shot only for like a couple of days, so he squeezed this in. Yeah. And, and then he goes and wins an, uh, an Oscar the next year. Yeah, so. he goes and wins an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this is. I don't want to say they used him, and maybe we'll see more of this, but this is definitely, like, you know, he said he was third billing in Right. This. Um, I think it's something where it, it, like the role does not do him justice. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's a role that anyone could play, but he is a professional and just goes in, He's knocks it out of the park, and too. is like, all right, so I'm just going to go win an Oscar next year. Like, <laughs> bye, guys, you know? So it is something that I do admire that about him, that he doesn't phone it in. 
He's always 100%. he's always present. He's always uncool. He's always <laughs> ready to give you that like waspy, warm, maybe creepy, maybe not creepy, maybe totally charming kind of thing that he does. Where you're like, I like it. Exactly. And at the very least, he tells a kid that he hates. Him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, living that dream there. So, Kyle, anything else you want to add? Besides the fact that next week we will finally, because that's the other thing, we had to order the DVD. The DVD uh, of, Strangers with candy. of Strangers with Candy. So next week will be Strangers with Candy. The Not the TV series. The, no. The movie, which is a prequel. Like yes. You, you which, just told me that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I've never actually seen the TV show. Maybe now that I have, like, a little time before we record that, maybe I will. It's like three seasons. I'll see how long that is. Maybe I'll watch the TV show. Hmm. But nonetheless, we will be uh, discussing the prequel to the TV series of uh, Strangers with Candy and then like I said then uh, it's going to be the end of Act 2 with Capote after that so just some big stuff yes, ahead big yeah. stuff ahead definitely uh, tune in and listen um, follow like subscribe share comment we'll probably yell at small children like <laughs> Philip Seymour <laughs> Hoffman yell at small children yeah. we'll probably next week uh, discuss some of your comments on the air because we like doing that yes that, we like to wait a yeah. couple episodes to get some juicy it's ones. been a little while but next next week we'll be just brian and i so we'll get those so in we'll sift you. through those comments yeah. and uh thanks as always for listening and jenny it's been a while but do you recall how we do actually wait i don't no. know if she was there for we that. no we started after you so this is going to be your first time <gasps> yes uh our our sign off that we began is uh that we have our guest say at the end uh, to remind our Hoff fans to stay uncool it's <gasps> from Almost Famous and yeah. a film that he was in yeah, a, ro- a good <laughs> film that he was in <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly why weren't you we on that episode oh. I know Chicago Dennis Farina anyway yeah, you could just uh, remind our Hoff fans to stay uncool Sexy things, sexy things.